Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. This is episode one. My name is Tyler Ardrin, and I'm super excited to share. This is a new podcast, obviously, right? Episode one. Um, so before we get into our name, we're going to do a big reveal for that towards the end of the uh, the podcast here for episode one. But I want to introduce who I am and also introduce my awesome co-host. So uh, my name is Tyler Ardrin. Like I said earlier, uh, I'm the managing partner of Risk Reduction Plus Group. We're a insurance brokerage um, that specializes in flood insurance. And we also do all lines of property and casualty insurance. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get into more about who we are and what we do here in a second. But I first want to introduce my awesome co-host, Mr. Justin Deal. What's up, world? Super stoked to be here. That was so professional. You did such a great job starting, Ty. It sounds like we like rehearsed or something, but yeah, we're off the cuff. So, yep. But yep. Uh, yeah, I am Justin Deal. Very happy to uh, to be here. I'm the VP of Payday Employer Solutions. Um, and so Tyler and I do a decent amount of business together. We're also personal friends. We network together. We do a ton. And he hit me with the idea. He said, hey, we always, uh, you know, we have pretty similar backstories for the most part. Obviously, everybody's a little unique in their way. And, uh, you know, we just go back. We flow. So why don't we do a podcast? And it was something, honestly, it's been on the back of my mind for a while. So I appreciate you making us both take action on this. Yeah, dude, for sure. Uh, same same boot as, as you. I've been wanting to do it for, you know, two two years or whatever. And um, randomly, I, was just, I met uh, Joe, who's um, helping us with the production and everything. And uh, that kind of sparked it, like, all right, let's just do this because um, I'm not the best with technology. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to figure this stuff out. So uh, we found a guy, right? And we're super stoked with that. And um, I was like, Justin's the perfect guy for this. We have, like you said, similar backgrounds, which we'll uh, we'll get into here shortly. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited to have you, man, and and excited to to get this puppy rolling. Yeah, I think we should, uh, you know, kick this off in proper homage. Um, we both, one of the similar interests that we have or the things of our story are that we both were raised by very strong women, right? That both are entrepreneurs. So why don't you kick it off first? Tell us a little bit about your mother and who is kind of the guiding light and you know, some of the impacts she's had. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, so yeah, my mom, uh, her name is Gina Romano. She's probably listening. Hi, mom. Brownie <laughs> <laughs> <Rally> points. <Yeah. laughs> but um, my mom uh, is a realtor. Um, she opened up her own real estate brokerage now, I want to say four years, I think, um, 2019, 2020, around there. Um, Romano Realty down in uh, Mulca Hill, New Jersey, uh, kind of where she does a lot of, the, a lot of her selling. <clears throat> but um, yeah, she opened up about four years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, like your mom, which you're going to talk about here shortly, uh, strong businesswoman, um, always wants to grow. Uh, that's something that I kind of, you know, picked up. Um, from her. Um, because even though um, she just recently started her own business, um, being a realtor, it's kind of like running your own business. Um, she's been doing that for 15 years. And um, I guess we'll go dive dive deeper here. And um, even before that, so when I was um, I born or up until about eight or 10, um, she was a stay-at-home mom. Mm. Um, which was which was really awesome. Um, you know, having her got kind of guide us and, and just be there, you know, all the time. Um, but she was always like motivated. She was always, um, always motivational, always um, sending out quotes and stuff like that. She wasn't even, you know, really working. 
Um, and then she um, started selling, uh, like most moms, uh, Tupperware. She was the PTA president, you know, all that, all that stuff. Um, she did Longer Burger for people who know them. They're like obscenely expensive baskets, which I have no clue why you would spend three hundred dollars on like a you know dishware basket. <laughs> but um, she was like the top salesperson um, in in all those uh, different MLM companies. And um, basically, my dad was like, you know, you're you're doing all this work, you're killing it. Um, so why don't you sell something? Instead of selling something that's fi- a $500 basket, why don't you sell something that's $500,000? Um, Cause you're gonna, you know, make make a lot more. So, um, so yeah, so she, you know, started getting into real estate probably about now 15, 20 years ago. Um, she, everything she learned, she taught us. So I, I bought my first house when I was 21. Um, use that as a rental, which, you know, we'll talk about throughout this podcast, kind of the different stuff that, that we do. Um, but yeah, so she, she passed on a lot of that stuff. Um, a lot of, like I said, the motivational side and, um, yeah, you know, looking, looking back now, I, w- I used to think she would send out like a quote or she would send out a, um, uh, like a movie pursuit of happiness. I watched like mm. 10 times. <laughs> great movie. <laughs> Cause you, yeah, it was a great movie. <laughs> but, um, back then, you know, when you're 13, you're like, mom, stop like sending me these stupid, like cheesy. Yeah, why quotes. Are you so deep all the time? <laughs> yeah. Like relax. Can we just have fun? Yeah, right. yeah exactly. But, um, but then I, now looking back, you know, especially when now I'm a parent now, um, you see like, all right, that's, that had a, an effect on me. Um, even though at the time I was like annoyed by it probably, <laughs> um, and it, it definitely had effect on like who, who I am. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the short about my mom and we'll go into our families a little more here, but, uh, why don't you Justin, talk about your mom? Yeah. yeah I mean, so the big thing with me, I would say my, my mother and my parents in general are like to beat all the stats, right? So they had me very young. They were 18 and 20. You know, my mother, I, I joke, I you know, kind of graduated high school with her. So a lot of her friends are my friends. And only having that small age gap, I've literally like watched my parents grow up, as crazy as that sounds, right? So my mother was always one of those people. She was just always a go-getter. Worked, grew up in the restaurant industry, went from like server to waiter, or server to bartender to like manager to GM. And that was kind of what I knew growing up was she was just always kind of grinding. You know, the restaurant industry is crazy for those who are in it. You know, it's 24-7, 365. By the time you close that joint down, you're still not getting home for another hour or two. And somehow she was just always present. And I think that's another, you know, common bond there. She always showed up. She was, you know, the fifth quarter club at Washington Township for like all the sports stuff, serving the dinners after. She always somehow found time. And looking back too, I I never realized like, yeah, we didn't come from much. And we always felt like we were wealthy. I didn't even realize till I look back, I'm like, damn, we were like, we were kind of broke growing up and you guys like made this happen and always made sure we vacationed and it was like important to like experience the different cultures. but just through the years I watched as she like, she grinded and she just changed her life. Cause I think that's what we're gonna talk a lot about is a lot of people don't succeed in life because they never see it, right? And it just seems like it's something nowadays that's on social media and it happens overnight. And I watched my mother go from like grinding, doing the, the restaurant business to like going out. She started to work for another, you know, a big payroll company. She kind of had this limiting belief, which we'll talk a lot about stories through this, that she could never make a good living because she didn't have a college education because she had a baby and she could never get into the six figure club. And Tony Robbins, she saw one of his seminars and it changed her, her life. 
And I watched that like light bulb kind of flick in her life and watched what she created out of nothing, right? Like when you see the stats, you know, no college education. I mean, she should be making like 35K a year. And that's obviously not the case because she decided to change the story and kind of change her life. And she got into coaching when I was young. So kind of like you were saying, she wouldn't send all the motivational quotes, but you know, my mother, she literally dropped my lunch off like every day. I was like the worst in high school. It was a joke with like the, the, you know, the, um, the admins. She would every day stop by like shop writer, Patino's, Hoagie, Chips, Gatorade, and just drop Man, it off. you had it good. Dude, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> that's, you. That's, that's what I'm saying. School lunches. That's what I'm saying. And somehow like she's spending like, you know, back then it was probably nine bucks for the whole thing. Right yeah. now, like nine dollars just gets you the hoagie. <laughs> and, but she made it happen. And it was like, and I always just saw what consistency and persistence did. And, you know, it took me a little while, which we'll, you know, we'll get into our stories. Obviously, like everybody else, I had to take my lumps and I had to get punched in the face a few times to learn lessons. I think as men in general, that's. Yeah, that's, that's part of what we have to do, right? Like you have to learn how to get knocked down and how to stand back up and then do it again. Yep. So, you know, but I think having those examples that we had, especially like it's one thing to have a strong father figure, but having a mother as well that, you know, can tap into that masculine energy, but also has the feminine energy for the nurture and the love. Yeah. It creates amazing people like you and I, brother. I not not so. to pat ourselves on the back, but <laughs> but shout out seriously, like to our mothers though, because Definitely. it really did. Like you know, we even joked. Well, we'll get to the name later, but like yeah, one of the ones I threw out there was Mama's Boys, and I was like, I'll wear that proudly. Yeah, you know? like yeah. that's that'll probably be on the tombstone, and my wife would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be that's definitely going to be a future episode name because we're going to have them on for sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because um, that dynamic, I think, think you know, would be would be awesome and just good for other you know anyone to see just because you know everybody has families right and um you know maybe that gives somebody an idea of of kind of what we do or maybe you know we touch a parent and they kind of see how how our parents did and and you know kind of kind of do the same so absolutely well they even as we both know you know they They've been hanging out more now. And they were even joking. They're like, "We're going to start our own podcast." And like, you guys would, yeah. It's yeah, like, and yeah, we keep, you know, sometimes the uh, the teacher becomes the student, and the student becomes the teacher. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Especially with you know social media and all that stuff. Now I'm I'm yeah. always trying to help help her out with with that side of stuff. Yeah. But um, but no, it's funny that they, they uh, when you're going over your story. So my mom had me when I was I think 22 or 23. I'm um, super, so super young. She's only, yeah. I think, 50, she just turned 55. Okay. Yeah, and, they're the and, same um, age then. Yeah, yeah so she 54. was 23. Yeah, she was 23 when she had me. Um, but I ha- I have a son. I had a son when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I see that path and I know how hard that path is. So may I respect to, to your mom. Because um, it's not easy, right, growing up with, with another um, – someone you're responsible for. Especially and, at that age, right? It's like, as you know, 19, you do not have your shit together. Yet, not right? at all. It's like, not at all. And you now think you're you responsible <laughs> for this human being. And yeah. it's, and as you know, when you become a parent, the why in life, it completely flips. Life Definitely. is no longer about you. Yep. But yep. We'll jump into it. Tell us about the family. Tell us about the kids, yeah. the wife. Yeah, yeah. What so, do you got? Let the world know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I have an uh, awesome wife who we've been married now. We're going on five years in, in December. Um, I've been, we've been together for 10 years or nine years. Um, don't hold me to that. Well, we might have to, can we get a fact check? Can we call a friend? Yeah. We got a phone Google a friend. Yeah. We're going to have to, Joe, we're going to need you to cut that little part out. No, but um, I listen, I know our, our, I know our real wedding anniversary. There you go. So that, there's the, the positive. But um, no, so I, we've been married now five years. Um, I have three uh, sons, three kids, um, two, two with her. 
um, Finn and Leo, who were both under two. And then my oldest son, Chase, who, um, like I was saying before I had when I was 19, um, he just turned 13. Um, so, uh, it's cool because I get to, I got to experience, um, growing up with, with my son, Chase. Um, but I, I also, and not to, um, I guess not to be harsh with this comment, but I also saw like the, um, I guess kind of things I did wrong, maybe, sure. um, I, with parenting him. Cause you know, I, you think you know everything at 19, but God, <laughs> you, you don't know anything yet. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I learned different things. And one of the top things is being present. And you kind of brought that up um, with your mom, right? And um, I, you know, I was, I was as present as I could be, um, but I think I could have been more present with, with my son, Chase. Um, and, you know, one, I was young, um, trying to figure out what my career path was, you know, what I was going to do for a living. You know, at 19, I had no idea, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but then, you know, I, now I get to see my two youngest sons and just seeing how fast, you know, my son Chase grew and, and now he's like, you know, he's 13, right? He's a teenager. Um, he, he wants to do his own thing. He wants to be with his friends, which, you know, I get, I, I remember being 13. It wasn't too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but you know, I still get with the two-year-old who's turning three at the end of this month, actually. Um, you know, I walk in the whole daddy, you know, super excited, hugs me. Um, so I make sure to re really take that stuff in because um, I just know how fast, it, you know, it goes and how fast it went with with my oldest. Um, so, I, you know, I try to be as present as I can be. If, if it's at night, I try to put the phone down. It's so hard nowadays mm -hmm. with, with phones and emails and um you know, anxiety. I, I have myself, you know, crazy anxiety with, you know, not answering an email or if someone calls me, which you know, a lot of people say is a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is if someone calls me, I'm calling them back, sure. <laughs> you know, the day of, because I, I, it drives me nuts, uh, not like calling them back or responding or whatever. Um, but also it drives me nuts um, that I got to do that if it's six o'clock or whatever, and I'm spending time with, with my kids. But I try to put that aside and, you know, when they're playing, like play with them and um, just try to, you know, try to try to be there. So, um, so yeah, I got the, the, my three sons, uh, my wife, who um, is awesome. She she allows me to and we're kind of similar in, in this uh, situation, too. She's a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. um, and I tell her all the time and I tell people when I'm meeting them, like, I'm, I'm only able to do this type of stuff. I'm only able to be successful or as successful as I am now and, and hope, you know, I'm going to be even more successful in the future, um, but I'm able to do that because I have such a strong rock at home to where, you know, she's got the kids covered. Like, yeah. you know, she's taking them to the doctor's appointment. She's doing all that stuff. And CEO of the household, man. Exactly. I tell her all the time. I say, you're the boss. Listen, mm -hmm. you tell me what we're doing on weekends. I, you know? <laughs> That's right. Weekend, that's your calendar. Monday through Friday, yeah. mine's maxed out. Saturday, yeah. Sunday, you tell me. You run that. You run that household. That's exactly so, right. um, and I tell her, I tell people all the time. I'm like, listen, that's the hardest job. Like, God, I, I do it a Saturday or something. Like, she goes out, and I'm like, get me. <laughs> I'm texting her within an hour. Like, what do I do if you know the kids crying and the other kids doing this? Or <laughs> it's crazy. But um, but yeah, now I'm super super fortunate that that uh, to have her in my life. And I, like I said, it's the part of the reason. It's the biggest reason probably that I'm as successful as I am now. Um, just because I see, um, the opposite where people have chaotic, chaotic, yeah. <laughs> chaotic lives. Um, and you know, the family's always up and down or, you know, divorcing and stuff like that, which, you know, it, Hey, it happens. Right. But, um, 
when when it's a common denominator of happening, you, you, everybody knows those people where it, there's always something. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know one thing happens and then a couple months go by and another thing happens and their whole life's in a in a shitstorm, and um, you know that it, that's hard to it's hard to get out of that, and it's hard to. Um, to aspire to be successful mm-hmm. when you're so focused on all that, you know, we'll say drama um, of your of your home life. So really having that strong foundation um, is what's got me to, to where I'm at today. And, and um, you know, it, it, it'll get me to where I want to be in, in the future, too. So. Um, so yeah, that, that's my family. My, um, my dad, I, I'm, I'm super fortunate to have two dads. Um, my mom remarried when I was three to my father, um, Rocco Romano. He's a general contractor, um, has his own business, uh, now for probably about 15, 10, 15 years before that he was like in the union and, and all that good stuff. Um, but, uh, what I learned from him was just the, how to work hard. Um, and I tell people this when I talk about him, um, or when I talk about myself, even in that, you know, growing up, he would be, it would snow and he'd be working. It would rain. He'd be working. It'd be Saturday. He'd be working. And it's not working where, you know, I'm doing on the phones or, you know, I'm meeting somebody at a coffee shop or whatever. It's working on a roof or, you know, pulling out drywall. So, and I did that a few times, only a few with him. And you learned real quick which industry <laughs> you did not want to work in. I think right? that's why he did it. Yeah. yeah. I was 15 carrying up like shingles and stuff. And I was like, dude, this is like brutal. Yeah, not um, built for that. No, I'm not built for that at all. But um, I, I valued the hard work and mm-hmm. soul. And I still think to this day when things are like super stressed, um, or I got a deadline I got to meet or something like that. And I'm, I'm working hard. I'm working, you know, a lot of hours. I'm like, I, I think to myself, you know, I'm working hard, but like, am I working that hard? Like, and I just think of like him digging trenches and I, cause I remember digging pilings and my hands were blistering up. I'm like, this is like brutal. You got, you know, you're digging the pilings. You're taking like six inches of dirt a time. It mm-hmm. takes forever. <laughs> um, and I, so whenever I'm like stressed or stuff like that, I'm always like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I, I could be worse. Yeah. It, it could be worse. Um, and then my other father, who's, you know, my biological father, um, he, he was, he's always been in super into business. Um, he's owned two to three businesses since I've, um, been alive. Um, he went the franchise route. He had a sale at works for a little bit. Mm. He had um, his his industry is uh, HVAC, um, more on the manufacturing side. He has he had his own HVAC business, um, and then he was a um, a head guy at uh, a, a very large um, uh, air air conditioning manufacturer. Okay, um, so he was there probably about 10, 15 years, um, and then he um, he just recently retired. Um, but he, he would always instill in me, you know, the hard work thing that like my stepdad, um, but would always talk about leadership and, and stuff like that. I did, he sent me to leadership classes. Um, and again, you know, being an 18 year old going into a leadership class, I'm like, dad, what the fuck is this? A little aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> a little aggressive. But, um, but again, same kind of thing I said about my mom. I, I look back now and I'm like, you know, that's, that's what that's what sets me apart now. That's why my emotional intelligence is so high. I'm only 32, but I've always have had conversations with, you know, people that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. 70s. Um, and, and a big reason for that, I think, was one, I guess, 
self-esteem, going through these different leadership classes, meeting new people when I was 18, 17, um, and even 16. Um, and I, you know, that, that definitely attributes a, a lot to, to who I am and everything, but yeah, you start to learn how to find common ground with people. Cause when exactly. you're 18 to 20 and you're talking to 40 year olds, like they don't care about the things you care about. So right. you have to learn to, how to adapt in rooms. Yep. Yeah. And it's such a great skill to have. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And, you know, like I said, I'm fortunate that, that my dad, you know, kind of taught me that, but you know, that's all things that I'm picking up and, and want to you know, pass on to my children and as mm-hmm. they grow up and, and all that good stuff. But enough about me. Oh, no. Let's hear it. Deal's yeah. got, got yeah. the kids oh, on deck. So let's, oh. let's hear about your family. I guess the rest of the show will just be my family <laughs> at this point just so we can name them all. No, so, uh, yeah, so I've also, I've been with my wife now for 14 years. We'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary uh, at the end of May. Um, we have four beautiful ten children. 10 years, you said? Yeah, 10 years. Officially, I think that means special? I'm old. Man, you sound like my wife, bro. That's it. I mean, do you know we travel a lot already? So that's what she was like. We're not doing anything specific, not to get off topic. And sorry, babe. Um, but I'm like, we're going to the Stevie Nicks Billy Joel concert, and we're like third row on the floor. Oh, that ain't. We're cheap. going to the Dave Chappelle comedy show two nice. weeks prior to that. Is that's, he in Philly or EC? Yeah, he's in Philly. He's nice. at, so that one's at the Wells Fargo. The concert's at the Link, so it'll be outdoors. Awesome. Um, and then we're going. Uh, to Nashville next week. Oh, God. And so she's like, well, we're not going to go anywhere. And I'm like, like, pick, like pick one, places. pick two. Yeah. So long story short, I felt bad. So I did. We're going to the Smoky Mountains with oh. the kids the, the last week of August. Nice. To do like a, Is that Tennessee? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I've heard yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. It's like Gatlinburg and then Pigeon yep. Ford. And then we're setting it's Saverville. Sorry, Tennessee, if I ruin that. <laughs> um, and that's where we actually got the Airbnb. But, um, but yeah, so I have four children, uh, three girls, one boy. So my oldest, Gianna, is eight. My twin girls, Callie and Savannah, are five. And my little guy, Landon, is two. Uh, my oldest, Gianna, and my youngest, Landon, both are on the autism spectrum. So something very near and dear to my heart. They're both uh, high-functioning. So, you know, they're they're both uh, doing great. Gianna's in third grade. Uh, she's in, you know, a quote-unquote typical class, has an awesome. aide that helps her out, uh, you know, as needed. Um, but she is a math superstar, so Gianna can see numbers. That's one of her superpowers. Uh, so she does. She's CPA in, a, in the future, huh? That's what I'm thinking, <laughs> CPA, engineer, like yeah. somewhere in that realm. Uh, and she's in the 99th percentile for math in all of third grade in the nation. Wow. So, awesome. yeah, she's she's very good at that. She has perfect pitch and music. Uh, so to parlay that too to my father, since we we did kind of honor our mothers, so I yeah. guess we should also, since you did as well, uh, Ralphie, the most handsome guy in the world, I think. <laughs> Anybody who knows my father, Ralph Deal, is just guy. Benjamin Buttons, <laughs> just going backwards. My man does not age. Uh, people think that I'm his older brother when we travel, so that kind of hurts my ego a little bit. Because I didn't think I looked that old, but whatever. Uh, but Ralphie's the creative type, um, so he went to Berkeley up in Boston. He was a musician for years. Uh, in 2008, when the economy kind of collapsed, at that point he was doing original music. So it was like scores for movies, for television, radio. Uh, I called them jingles. He calls them original pieces. Whatever you want, a tomato, <laughs> tomato. Um, Real but, quick, do you remember? Did you watch Full House? Oh yeah. Do you remember when they're doing the when Joey and um, Jesse are like the jingle guys? From oh there? yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there was another one of the other shows was, growing up too. I feel like there was a good jingle, was. like Jamie Foxx yeah, show, yeah, or like yeah, one. Yeah. That shit, not to get off topic, but that, yeah. that was, when you said jingle, it reminded me of them uh, on the piano little... trying to do a jingle. <laughs> yeah. That was a full house. Um, but uh, 
But yeah, so in 2008, so the market crashes. So then, um, you know, a recorded piece was just as expensive as uh, an original piece. So people started, that's when marketing, you really notice they started to use nostalgic records yeah, to kind of yeah. pull us in. Um, so he pivoted at that point and he was always into photography. We travel a lot and he always took like these beautiful pictures. So he was like, you know, I'm maybe a wedding photographer. And you know, we had some family that was in the industry and some friends. So we got them all connected. And Ralphie's one of those types that like reads the manual when he buys like his car to see like what every bell or whistle and button <laughs> does. So as you can imagine, he knew his camera inside out and backwards. Yeah. And uh, really he's just blown that up through the years. And he was one of those ones, my dad was always very structured being the creative type like he worked in Conchi most of uh, my life as I was growing up and I never understood why I was always so stressed out now we're saying like as adults yeah now. yeah right exactly driving the blue route every single oh, day from Washington Township <laughs> to Conchi and back yeah. I'm like no wonder this man almost murdered somebody for there being two dishes yeah. in this in the sink <laughs> yeah, I get it yeah. like that would be the final straw for me I've never thankfully had to commute yeah. um but so thankfully with Gianna having that perfect pitch, he finally has somebody in the family with like musical gifts That's that awesome. he can start to work with. Because my siblings have and they I, been doing stuff together too. Yeah, he she was doing piano lessons before that kind of fizzled out. They're kind oh, of God, back. I would to love it. to be able to just play it's a like tune the, on the coolest piano. skill to have. <laughs> like nobody's ever pitched when you sit down <laughs> yeah. and just play a little something That'd on the be piano. So awesome. Yeah, that or like I think the guitar is a little like douchey. Yeah, no yeah, offense yeah, to the guitar yeah. players, <laughs> but like a piano, I'm like I could just sit there That's all day. And John just be Legend nice. type. Yeah, so we do a lot now, you know, obviously with the autism community, it is Autism Awareness Month. So yeah. I'm doing a lot of uh, social media on that. I have some really cool shoes on, Let's only the people who, there are people that you'll see on the camera. So, custom boys. Yeah, custom. They have all the puzzle pieces. Uh, my son and daughter's name are on them and a few sayings. Um, one thing you'll learn about me, I am a sneaker guy, so customs or Nike purists, so sorry. Never owned a <laughs> pair of Yeezys or any of that stuff. Uh, my son does, but not myself. Um, yeah, Jordan and basically. Son's rocking Yeezys, dude? I'm not even rocking he, Yeezys. Yeah, he's got, so he's got some pretty good ones, and I can't even take all the credit. Uh, Christine Blythe, good yeah. friend of ours. Yep. Her uh, husband, Colt, is like a huge... This guy's, I mean, sneaker addict to the mm. next level. And they buy all the top line kicks for their kids. And oh, when God. they grow out of them, she was like, hey, do you want the hand-me-downs? Like I was like, Yeezys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's always, it's all Jordans and Yeezys. So I was like, yeah. cheap either. Not I at bought, all. I bought my uh, 10-year-old Yeezys, when, my 13-year-old when he was 10 Yeezys. Things were like a couple hundred bucks. I was like, and he's at, you know, of course yeah. he doesn't fit in them no more. <laughs> oh, and that's the problem. Like I always joke, yeah. I've always bought my friend's kids Jordans and stuff yeah. up until they hit the grade school sizes. Because yeah. now I'm like, now you're cutting into it's my like budget months. a little bit there. Yeah. yeah. Six months, they're out of it. It's it's unbelievable. And yeah. you're right. It's like you're going to go spend 180 190 for it's a crazy. pair of shoes that they're going to be demolished because right. kids don't care. Right. right? Yep. But yeah, two weeks later, they're like, oh, I need another head. You're like, what? <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah. Especially flip flops. Yeah. yeah they just get, nonstop. They come on quick. Crazy. Yeah. But you know, we're just uh, you know happy little bunch. Just constantly, uh, yeah, like you said, my wife holds down the fort as well. Yep. So a lot of respect to that. We have therapists, obviously, coming in and out of our house often to work with uh, our oldest and youngest. And, uh, you know, our big thing for her, which I'm sure your wife's probably getting to that point or will in the next few years because your youngest is uh, right, well, it's in that same age. Yeah, but, same, same around. Um, you know, it's like, what's their purpose going to be? And yeah. that's been a big part of, like, Gina kind of finding. And she's been a stay-at-home mom for seven years. And she's been out of the workforce for, you know, eight or nine. Mm -hmm. um, 
so she's like, I don't even know what I love to do anymore. Like I've been a mom, I've been a friend, I've been a wife, I've been a, you know, yeah. but I haven't been anybody to me. So that's been our big thing the last year is just you know, having her experience some things and like find what that, that purpose is. is because with Landon, uh, you know, with the autism, he'll he'll get into school at three. So yeah. all four of our kids right as of school. September will be in school. So yeah. I'm like, you're gonna have like 30 hours a week to you. Right. So like, what do you want to do with that? Right. You know, right. don't be scrubbing the floors and cleaning the house and like cooking all the time. Like go Figure experience something. the world. Like yeah. find what really like, you know, what ignites you. Like I know you and I, we love to network, yep. right? We yep. like to golf. We like we, you know, go to the gym. That. Like we, we have our us time and my wife's a big gym rat as well. But yeah, she kills it, man. Nah, I see them bro, stories. Man. I don't talk back anymore, doing, man. Like, doing the handstands and shit. I used to have a lot of talk, man, a lot of bark. Not anymore, man. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I want to get backhanded by her. Yeah, thinks her arms serious. are more defined than mine. <laughs> they are, man. She's pretty ripped. Yeah. Her back and her arms. I God know. bless you, boo. I know. Yeah, now she's like every other girl. Now she's focused on her butt. My wife's Puerto Rican, so she's got a great butt. But she's been hitting them squats. Those squats, you know, like the the hip thrusts. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, the glute yeah. move, man. I can't it's do like, that, man, because I just feel I feel it weird. It is a little sus. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. but but it's a, it's if an they important had a, move. Um, I saw one gym had uh, someone posted a picture, had like a story or something, and um, they had a machine that did that. I yeah, would do yeah. that. Yeah. But I'm not getting down on the ground with the barbell and mm -hmm. like. <laughs> yeah, it's not the, not the it best look. suspect, look. Yeah, dude. 100%. <laughs> Girls, women, it's fine. It's definitely fine. But uh, me being under that, uh, I don't know. <laughs> nah. yeah, definitely not not the best look. Yeah, yeah but that, that's hilarious. But um, one one thing I wanted to touch on when you were talking about it, um, I'm big into to watches like, like you are in the sh shoes. Mm -hmm. And um, Rolex just came out with their new line about two weeks ago. Nice. And one of them, um, it's not a Officially for autism, but I'll show you after after this. Um, th it looks like a, for autism. It has puzzle oh, pieces nice. on it on okay. the face. Yeah, um, and it reminds. I'll, like I said, I'll show you after. It yeah. reminds me of um, like for autism. A lot of people in like forums and stuff. Yeah, said that. Okay. Yeah, they're like, "Is this for all?" It's not, but it, it definitely looks like it. You have to check it out because that yeah. would that would go with the the so sneaks. Would go, and I mean, we've been talking about these different investment opportunities yeah. with the Rolexes, so yeah. I love appreciation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'll I'll get you that that info, but it definitely looks pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. But um, there was something else that that you brought up while you were talking there, and it, it made me think. Um, oh, uh, yeah, say, and similar to to your wife, my wife. Um, you know, it, it wants to figure that out too, mm -hmm. um, because once you know, like you just said, once they turn three, four, mom, they're getting you know to the age where they're going to be in school, and and she mm -hmm. says the same thing, like you know, oh, you're you're always in the gym, you're working, you know, I don't like have that, um, and you know, same kind of, I give her the same kind of message. It sounds like that you gave is you know, we'll figure out what you like to do, and I and I, why I'm saying this is I think that's a big thing is you you got to love what you do, yeah. um, because if if it's not, it's work, right? Mm -hmm. And work, just the word work doesn't sound fun. Not <laughs> right? at all. So um, if you love what you do, you don't treat it as work, right? You, you, um, and I'll give myself as an example, and I think people can, can relate to this that, that are in similar shoes. Um, when I go to work, like I, I'm, I don't think anything of it. Um, I'm working all the time, right? Like I just said, you can't put my phone down because I'm always thinking about it. Um, but the reason I do that is because I love what I do, mm -hmm. right? Um, and if I treated it more as work, uh, 
you know, five o'clock comes, it's like, I'm done for the day, you know, and everybody knows those people, right? Oh, yeah. And nothing's wrong with that. You know, it's whatever, whatever you, you want to be, whatever you want to do. But um, if you don't love what you do, you can't get to that next level, right? It's funny you say that. We were, I was literally talking to my trainer about that this morning because we were going over his schedule. I, I work with this company, uh, The Lab, anybody who's in the Philly area. <clears throat> they're going to be constantly expanding, but highly uh, recommend look into them. But they're like a very concierge service, so they have specialists in like every area from, you know, like bodybuilding, weightlifting, training, running, swimming. They have masseuses, chefs, like everything around wellness. Uh, so our previous um, uh, trainer, John Yule, is a good friend. He's kind of being promoted. His his real goal, we've been talking a lot business-wise, he really wants to do like retreats. He's going to be like – the Four Seasons guy who brings you in for this whole wellness experience, That's right? Cool. Yeah. So he kind of has that opportunity now with the lab that they're going to start to do that. So and now we're working. How old, Sean? John Yule, I believe, guy, is right? just. Yeah, I think he's he's either just turned thirty or he's twenty nine. So definitely him. young dude, go getter. Super smart. Like yeah. I said, these guys are like experts in what they do. He's been a bodybuilder. He's done uh, rucks. He's done ultra marathons. Like John Yule, I always joke with him. I'm like, dude, you're like Superman. Like <laughs> he'll come some days and he just looks like this like nerdy. He's into like the um, uh, the anime stuff. Mm. So he has like one of the anime, anime dudes tattooed. Yeah. yeah. Like on his, on his uh, quad. And in like everyday clothes he's kind of unsuspecting looking but dude he like takes his shirt off like, and the homie dumb. is shredded yeah like yeah, like yeah, well yeah, you yeah. can't even pinch his body right right and he's like the most humble dude uh but anyway so we're working with this guy greg now uh so john knows he's transitioning he's getting us connected uh and kind of in a rhythm with greg so we're trying to figure out like when if we have to move days whatever right so we're going through his schedule and he trains his first appointments at 5 a.m mm -hmm. and then he goes straight through noon every hour basically like on the hour right and then from there there's a gap you know midday because most people can't and he goes from like three to seven mm. so i was like man you work like 11 12 hours yeah, most days yeah. and he was like i love it though man like i'm awesome. literally with people helping them get after goals better their See health progress and all yeah, that and it's and, and it's all as or all walks of life i mean a lot yeah. of people i'm sure like the c-suite right like yeah, it's, yeah. like i said they're definitely geared towards that but it's like they're a part of people's entire journey. And you right. see people in their their most authentic form and vulnerable form, yeah. right? Like yeah. me at the gym at 6 a.m. is a little bit of a different just <laughs> than you get you know, later. You know, it's just – and especially the days you don't feel like doing it, right? right. Like the yep. gym is one of the few places like you don't put that face on, right? Like sometimes right. life beats you up. You walk into a room, like you put that smile on. Yep. In the gym, you kind of, you know, you're like, oh, all right, I'm here. But once you get going, yeah, you're ready, then you're good. Yeah. yeah but it is. Sure. It's, you're right. Passion is everything, man. Passion yeah. and purpose. That's yep. what gets you going. You know, I've, I've definitely seen people that retire at young ages and, like, don't have that next just something. Right. Consultative work, golf every day, whatever it is that you like. Yep. And you just, like, you start to break down, man. The yeah. mind when it's not challenged, yeah, the body. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, challenge it, and back on the gym because because um, that that came up right. We're um, me and you. Why don't we go over our journey a little bit? Mm. Um, I uh, I've always been you know into the gym and, and you know um, trying to be active and playing different sports. But I'll say you know when I had the um, when I had our three year old, um, and even a little before that because we we're just preparing for it and all that. I kind of fell off. Um, I'll say my diet was, um, was really never great. Cause I'm on the road a lot like you Sure. and, um, I legit used to eat fast food four to five days a week. 
uh, because it's quick and you're on the road, you stop, grab a, grab a, you know, a double cheeseburger at McDonald's and eat it while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, I w- what what happened to me was during COVID, I saw you putting out a lot of start putting out videos, right? And um, talking about you're going to, um, and this was before you started 75 Hard. This was when you were doing your, um, like, uh, early 75 hard, we'll call it. Yeah, pre-75. Pre-75. Yeah. And for the for the listeners who, who don't know what 75 hard is, basically it's 75 days straight of a gallon of water, um, one outside workout, 45 minutes, one inside workout, um, reading a book, uh, 10 pages a day. Um, Following a diet, yep. no alcohol, no cheat meals, yep. and a daily progress picture. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so anyway, that that's what seventy five hard is. But I saw you post some videos, and I and I know you've been told this uh, many times because I've been there when people have told you this. Mm-hmm. But um, you put, were putting out the pre thing, and then so I think I reached out to you um, and was like, "Yo, like, what, what have you been up to? I see you know you're getting in the to the gym a lot and." Um, you brought up Harvest, mm-hmm. and um, I joined, you know, right away. Um, that I think January of 2020, like right when it was starting up and everything. And um, since then, um, so credit one to, to Devin Denofa um, oh, yeah. with, with Harvest, and he'll, I'm sure when we get into what our plans for the show is, he'll be involved at some point. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, since then, I had I started 75 Hard, kind of when you did during I think March or whatever that was. Um, Bang that out, and um, yeah. Since then, I mean, I, I'm in the gym every single morning, 5 a.m. Um, Saturdays, 8 a.m. Unfortunately, because my gym don't open late. <laughs> I know, gyms. Can we bring that back? By the way, yeah, well, where's like, the, the suggestion heck? box? I'm up early anyway. Yeah, yeah at least like 5 a.m. <laughs> on the weekends too. Like, throw me a bone. Yeah, we're here. like seven even. That's that'd be perfect time. But but anyway, so <laughs> I 8 a.m. on Saturdays. Just recently, Sundays, I've I've stopped doing Sundays. One, I was getting everybody tell me like, oh, you're working out too much. Um, and I was just like, yeah, don't whatever. Let them feed you that. Yeah, don't I'm like, let whatever. Them. But two, my wife was like, you're working out too much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll take her uh, opinion. Yeah, so I was like, all right, all right. So it's Sundays I stopped going. But I went about a year and a half um, every day straight, um, not missing one day, being on vacation, and you do the same. Um, and then diet was really what I, I tailored back. Um, I Fast food, I don't even, like maybe once every two months or something. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I got into, we met, um, you introduced me to, um, Mike, um, Michael Thomas, right? Yep. Um, I talked to him, uh, he's a, a trainer for those who don't know. Um, and, uh, he brought up like the macros. So I started, uh, looking into it more and, um, I went about three months of really focusing on macros, um, counting every single calorie, uh, you know, tracking everything I eat, every piece of food I eat, drink, whatever. Um, and then since then now I kind of, I eat the same stuff. So, it, you know, I don't, I don't track it. Um, I just kind of know, you know, all right, hey, made chicken, it simple. rice, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that, that harv- joining Harvest and, and really since then, and, and the biggest thing I want to tell people, we're not saying this cause we're like, oh, we're, you know, gym guys or whatever. And I want you to go over your story here in a second, mm-hmm. but um, the, the reason I, uh, I'm talking about this is because you don't know, people would tell me all the time, like get in the gym. Um, it's going to, it's going to help you on all other aspects of life. And, um, I was successful before the gym, but I'm way more successful now after the mm-hmm. gym. Um, cause before I would think when people told me that, I'm like, listen, I'm like running on all cylinders. I, I already know I'm out working like 
almost anybody. What, what is that going to do to help me? And you don't know till you till you do it. Mm-hmm. And you know now I can't start my day without going to the gym at, at 5 a.m. Um, and I'll I'll say it's not. It's not easy, and I, and I know for for you listeners out there who are um, who think, oh well, you're just into the gym. Yes, I'm into it, but I can tell you probably, and you could t- attest this: four to five days of the week, I don't want to go in mm-hmm. right right in the morning when it's four forty five a.m. I every single time right away I think maybe I could go back to sleep mm-hmm. and get another hour and a half of sleep. And then I literally write, and this is like every single morning, yeah. right after I say, stop being a bitch, just get up mm-hmm. and get dressed. So I do that. What's the next thing? Go get your pre-workout or whatever you're doing. All right. You know, now get in the car, drive to the gym. Once I'm there, all right, I'm here. It's 5 a.m. What am I going to do? Where I'm going to work out. Yeah. And then like you said, you start get going. And you're so like, all right, that sweat let's breaks. Go. Yeah, let's game go. time. Now I'm into it, right? <laughs> exactly. And um, the energy levels just kind of bubble over. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of my um, my health journey, so to speak, and we'll we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, in the future. But oh, absolutely, why it's always going to be an underlying part, right? A hundred percent. That's yeah. who we are, right? Absolutely. So, why, why don't you go over your journey, just because really, you know, like I said, you you helped me get to where I'm at just I, by putting out that. putting out stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's definitely again shout out to Devin Denofa. So, Devin's been a friend of mine for years. Uh, we're more acquaintances for a, a long portion of that. Uh, we had met back in college. And Devin always had these like big dreams and he was like very convincing when he spoke about them. So I always watched him through social media and I just watched him check box after box of things that uh, he said he was going to do. And he called me and was like, hey, I have this idea. I'm going to start this coaching community. Like I'm in with David Meltzer now. I can like kind of get more people. I know you're connected with some people. Maybe we can. I was like, dude, I'm in. I've like watched everything you're doing. And on one of our first calls together, he could tell he was like that something was off and I wasn't happy. And he was like, yeah, what's going on with it? And I was like, I just, I'm, again, shoe guy. So I'm into fashion. I like to have fun. And I was like, dude, it's, it, it's, this might sound shallow, but like, I don't enjoy getting dressed anymore. It's like a, it's like a task. Cause I like put things on and I don't feel good about myself. And yeah, you know, then I'm starting my day with the center and I'm like stressed about what outfit I'm going to wear. And it's like, you're like beating yourself up through this, like, suffering for no reason right and he was like dude the answer is 75 hard but you're not there yet he was like why don't you he knew i was going to mexico like 62 days later or something he was like until you leave for mexico walk every day stop drinking alcohol try to drink more water and like don't even go on a diet but like just think about the stuff you're going to put in your mouth yeah and I did that for the 60-something days, and I lost, like, 30 pounds, right? I, I started, you can't probably tell sitting down, but I was 6'4", 320 at the time. Uh, I was, you know, played, I was a four-sport athlete, played D1 football. I went from being, like, in shape to just being a, a fat ass, basically. Like, let's call a spade a spade, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just let, I, I had, all, it was always the excuse of, you know, I'm married, I have these kids, I have the business. I have, like, all, like, I'm just further down the pecking order of priorities, and to your point, then 75 hard happened, all right? And when you do that every day, a lot of what that program's built for is the mental side, right? Like the the physical transformation is just a byproduct of it. And you realize that like, okay, that outdoor workout, it sounds crazy, but that just kind of prepares you for the curveballs life throws at you because you can't do anything about it, right? You, you can only prepare your mind and your body for whatever the war is that's gonna approach you, but you can't actually 
like you're not going to be able to stop it. Right. It's, it's coming either way. Yep. And that's what the outdoor is because it's going to inevitably rain. And I've purposefully done it during the winter. So, like, it's I have new. to be out there during the worst, you know, in the Northeast, the worst time of the year for us. Yep. And it's also my busiest time in business because I figure, hey, if I can start the new year off blasting through this, like, the you know, rest of the year is going to be a cakewalk, right? right? And through 75 hard, I dropped another, like, 50 pounds. So, I wound up losing, like, 80 pounds totally. And, like, it transformed everything about me. And to your point, what I realized was – you can focus on your finances. It doesn't make your family life that much better. It sure as hell doesn't make your health any better. It doesn't make your faith any better. You can focus on your faith. We're going to go all down the line. But when you focus on your health, that cup overflows downhill, right? 100%. And like my health opened up my mind, which created more of a faith base for me. Yep. It made my relationship with my kids better because I wasn't lethargic, right? Yep. Dad wasn't just trying to sit on the couch. Now they see me all the time working out, going for runs, and they want to be active, right? Like yep. we hike all the time with setting, the kids Setting now. the example. Absolutely. And you and you don't realize that, how much they watch until you yep. do, uh -huh. right? Until the, you walk in and they're doing push-ups and jumping jacks and you're like, no, yep. I didn't tell or you to do stuff. that. Or bad stuff. Or bad stuff. I didn't tell yeah. you to do that. Like, who said that word? I mean, that wasn't me. Mom. Yeah. Um, um, but it, it was just one of those things that I realized how much impact that had, right? Like we, we both put out a ton of content yep. and nothing hits. I mean, the kids always hit the hardest, but the health journey always uh, created the biggest buzz, right? 100%. Because it's something every single person deals with, yep. whether you're in good shape or you're not and you're working through it. Like everybody has experienced that at some point and felt like they weren't adequate, weren't enough with their health. Yeah. And most people, to your point as earlier, they don't ever decide to take the action. Yeah. It takes, you know, a heart attack. It takes, you know, being told you have diabetes yeah. to be like, oh, man, I better get that. Back. I should probably yeah. do something about it. And thankfully, you know, I know we had different. You were really trying to, like, gain. You wanted to. <laughs> now he's all swollen stuff. You know, <laughs> protein. You know, um, Put on 25 pounds. <laughs> yeah, crush it. All muscle, all in the arms and chest. I love it. A little bit in the legs, too. You don't skip like that. I, I do not do skip that. leg down. I'm back two down. days now because my wife was saying I was top heavy. So uh, I'm two days a week on legs. I was going to say, you always. It's the thing you feel is the weakest. They use the extra day yeah. for, right? Yeah, but yeah, that health journey just continued to expire or inspire people, and then comments like yours, like that's what a lot of it about. I really feel like I know people like debate about the meaning of life and stuff. Not to get all philosophical and deep here, but I really believe our meaning of life is to show other people what's possible. Yeah, it's like it's truly that simple. It's cut and dry. Yeah. Like as you're going to learn with us through this podcast, like we're just two knuckleheads yep. who lucked out by having amazing role models and parents who were smart enough to put other successful people around them and to learn from them and not have egos and think we knew it all. And we absorbed some things. We'll talk about the lessons we learned. One of mine is failing out of college. We'll, we'll go down that route at some point. Yep. And it's, you know, we took our, our punches, we earned our dues. And now we just really wanna share some mindset, some, you know, some free game yeah. for everybody out there because there's nothing better than helping somebody make their life a little bit better, 100%. right? And the health part starts that, and then the coaching stuff we've both been through is going to help with that. The people we know that we're going to bring in with different mindsets. Yep. So, yeah, if you're somebody who just doesn't want to settle for average, and we're going to go through some statistics in a little bit, um, this is the show that's going to help you kind of break through that. And there's a bunch of other great ones out there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, we're both Ed Milet and Andy Fasola and Tony yep. Robbins and, yep. you know, Mel Robbins. There's like, there's all these amazing Gary V has great stuff. Yep. Um, 
But you know, if you're you're looking for somebody who seems more approachable and, and available and local, yeah, we're looking forward to continuing to do this. Yeah, know? yeah, and that's a that's a perfect segue to get into the plans um, for the show, because um, like you know, like you said, we're just two normal two normal dudes, right? Yeah. And um, I love that you brought up you know uh, learning off people, right? And that's been one of the things that I always have tried to do. Um, and you know, it's why I've done a lot of the stuff I've, I've done is because I've talked to other people and learned that it was possible. You know, I, I just bought my first, um, flip. I closed Monday. Um, so, you know, we're going to start rehabbing that and all that, but I, I learned, um, you know, what to do, how to find the proper, like all that stuff by just asking people questions and learning. And, um, that's the, the biggest thing is just, you know, trying to learn off people, um, and I, I do that in a business sense. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I set up these one-to-ones. Um, and why I want to talk about this is because rather than going into that one-to-one meeting and, you know, saying, hey, Justin, my name's Tyler. I sell insurance. I can help all your clients, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, instead, I go in, like, asking questions, right? And, and Curiosity. Um, curiosity, right? I always, uh, I always say, be curious. Um, and, you know, asking questions, learning about that person and, um, and that's how, like I said, I've learned everything that, that I've done through just talking to, to different people. Um, so yeah, so nice. let's get into the, um, plans for the show now, yeah. but first we got to do our big name reveal. <laughs> so, so I guess you already know the name cause I forgot that the camera showing it on here. I just know. And it's obviously going to probably be in the title too when I click on it. Yeah, true. Well, sorry, we built our we own suspended. Yeah. I was suspended. All right. All right. Good. Someone was. <laughs> so here's our name, Millennial Outliers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're super pumped, uh, for that one shout out to Justin's guy. Who, who helped us with the logo. It DJ. Looks awesome. DJ is the man. DJ is the man. I don't know who DJ is, but DJ made a fire logo. He sure did. Um, so why don't we uh, talk about, um, so we'll talk about the story, how we came up with the name, and then we'll mm-hmm. go into the plans of the show. So um, I uh, I reached out to you and said, you know, hey, like, like you just said um, a, a little bit earlier in the episode, um, why don't we start a podcast? We got similar backgrounds, which we kind of gave you a highlight of that um, here earlier in the episode. Um, and I think you guys got the the impression that that you know we have a lot of similar similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so anyway, we're thinking of a show name. Um, I forget what I was. I was just thinking of random podcast names and. And don't um, lie, we were using ChatGPT. We were using ChatGPT. We can, we can plug that. Hey, shout out to AI, technology, absolutely. man. AI is nuts, dude. Hey, we're trying to give nuggets here. Let the people know. ChatGPT. Chat at least get your brain kind of rolling in the right, right? Yeah, like, 100%. It didn't come up with the name, no. but it pointed us in the right direction. And, and that's another thing. Like, utilize technologies that's mm-hmm. out there. We talked about social media earlier, and we'll talk about it more in future episodes, but that's a free marketing tool, mm-hmm. right? And same with ChatGPT. Like, instead of asking it, like, is the world going to end? <laughs> like, I, I talked to random people, they're like, yeah, did you ask it this? And instead of like asking it stupid stuff, like yeah. ask it something that you do normally. That that's how I've learned like a lot of this stuff. So for example, um, give me a cool podcast name about you know young entrepreneurs. But a whole list comes up. Um, send you know write me a sales email for a homeowner's insurance quote that I'm sending to Jesse Jones. I just made up the name, yeah. um, and it writes up an email. Granted, I don't use the whole thing, but I'm like, oh, that's a nice piece. A good template. And, yeah. Yeah. So it'll do healthy meals too. It gives you <laughs> like sure, step yeah. by step. Yeah. It's crazy. So 
anything that like that you do, just tell it to do, tell it to do it, and see what comes out. Um, so yeah, we were. I was running through ChatGPT, you know, coming out with different names. I started sending some stuff to Justin here, and um, I think Justin, you, when we were texting back and forth, you you came up with the whole millennial thing, right? Yeah, I figured that was like our biggest you know, represent the generation. We yeah. felt like. Yeah, we're obviously there's something about us in that generation that's a little different. And that was your I was like, yeah, the millennial theme we both like. And you were like, yeah, but we're kind of outliers. Yep. And that's all it was. It was a simple. And we were like, aha, that's the name. Millennial outliers. That's the name. And the um, and the whole thing was millennial. Like um, up until I guess now, uh, I looked at that term as like a negative Mm -hmm. because, you know, you you see it on news. You see it everywhere. Right. Where um, people, you know, will bring up. Um, millennial and uh, um, you know they, these millennials they they live in their mom's basement. Oh, I Google. Hold on, I'll give you the top uh, let's hear uh, myths. We're entitled, worthless, lazy. We kill industries. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Bad work ethic, and we're financially illiterate. <laughs> All right, so that's way worse than what I was going to say. Yeah. So even even that, I'm like, Eesh. so um, so yeah. So I was like, hey, we're outliers, and like you said, we just came out with the name, and um, you know, kind of to show that you know. Don't like peg us in the one, you know, that definition of Mm -hmm. of millennial. And um, there's, you know, there's a lot of great people out there, you know, like us, right? Where um, we're not, you know, selfish. We're not whatever those crazy terms that you just said were. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I I think it's like anything in that, you know, uh, I'll give the Philly example since we're here out of the Philadelphia area. Um, People all the time, you know, look at our sports fans and ah, they're nuts. They threw, you know, we still hear the whole Santa thing, right? Mm -hmm. Snowballs at Santa. That was from like the 70s. It's like the the 70s, right? Yeah. So when there's like fights or whatever, it it comes back out. Oh, yeah. And the crazy, you know, the crazy thing is that's like a handful and it's every fan base and it's every just segment of people, there's always going to be a few bad apples. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, they're the ones that get you know, portrayed. And um, there's a lot more of us good people and and strong work ethics. And I mean, most of the people I know that are younger and millennials um, that are in our networking world and our network, you know, they're hardworking, mm-hmm. they're out there killing it. And, um, you know, I, I, I would say that probably there's a lot more millennials that are, you know, on the positive end of the things than in, in that definition of, of, you know, all that negative stuff. Oh, a thousand percent. I feel like we're the most adaptive. Yeah. Like that's why I was talking to somebody about that the other day of, you know, we grew up really through the entire technology boom, right? Mm-hmm. It's from before it, you know, we, I don't, I'm a couple years older than you at 36, but like I played Atari. I don't know yeah. if you, you messed with that mm, at all. My grandma had it, but it was way too old. I messed okay. with, I messed with like Sega Genesis. And, all right, you know, Nintendo, like, Super Nintendo. Grew up with all of that. Grew yep. up where the street lights Windows were the 95. time to come. Yeah, <laughs> before that, though, yeah. like before you had like the desktop computer in your home. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you were just going out into the street lights were on and the yep. bikes on the front lawn were how you knew where people people were and you called house phones uh and then we obviously went through all we had our first cell phones i think i was like 11 high probably school, when man. i had like i had it in middle school and then you know smartphones started coming out in high school and myspace and and like so we've <laughs> used all these different forms of technology we've used all these social media platforms yep. you know we've the we've seen two economic crashes like yep. you know we've been we've become pretty adaptive and i think because of the technology, I was talking to our good friend Tim Jennings about this the other day. Because I was saying, I think a lot of us have the goals and passion to 
you know, retire much earlier than prior generations. Yeah. But it's because of the share of information. Yep. Right. I was 100%. like, you know, for Tim being an entrepreneur 20 years ago, you had to learn the lessons yourself. Yep. There wasn't it wasn't a normal thing to network with people and share and yep. be vulnerable with your problems. Or going on TikTok and, you know, yeah, seeing and just, and just some putting it all out there. Yeah. yeah. And now, like now we have all these coaching communities and stuff you can be in or just by having mentors who have been there that you can learn all of these lessons. YouTube has endless videos of yep. anything that you want to learn how to do. Which, by the way, subscribe, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, Absolutely. Millennial Outliers. Yes. <laughs> Put that the, plug in there. <laughs> yeah, all the platforms, every streaming well, service you, you can find us. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we've definitely, we've been fortunate in that. And I think that's why we're the most adaptive because we yeah. have, and we were, we were brought up to respect our elders. Like we were that kind of in, in between. between. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, in, in between. So I had a couple other stats for millennials. So, so everybody that's a millennial, you're born 81 to 96. The average salary of a millennial is $71,566 a year. We are less healthy than Generation X mm. uh, when we were the same age. Uh, we are up in depression, hyperactivity, and type 2 diabetes when it comes to health. Yeah. Only 26% of millennials are married. I knew that it was going to wow. be low, but I was shocked. That's crazy low. We have the lowest divorce rate because of obviously the previous stacks yeah. of 25%. Um, hmm. so that's, that's what the bar is, yeah. right? And yeah. that's what our point is, is no offense, but yeah, reading those stats, nothing about that excited me and it was nah. like, oh man, I wish that was my life. <laughs> so yeah. this show is really geared towards those people that you, you want better. You want to create something extraordinary. You want what Tony Robbins calls a beautiful state all the time. Yep. You know, I have a motto that we use in our family. It's best day ever, every day, right? Because the bad days are going to come and you're going to have to deal with those. Like we talked about earlier, there's, you know, you can choose your suffering or life's going to hand it to you, yep. but at least when you choose it, you're prepping for when life does so. Yeah. Um, it's the whole, um, you know, being a, what's the, the quote? To be a warrior in the garden rather than a gardener a, in the war. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's 100%. And that's what this show is going to be predicated on. Yep. We're going to have a lot of high-level people who are awesome millennials. I'm sure we'll sneak a few in there that are a little bit older because we just have so many amazing people around us. Yeah. And just share who they are, how they did it, give you some tips, and uh, yeah, just continue to help people grow. Because I think yeah. that's what, like we said, we're nothing special and we're creating something very special between the two of us with different things we have going on. And we just want to enlighten other people who are maybe like on the cusp, right? If you don't want to change yourself, you're not going to. If yeah. you hear my words and you're like, yeah, this all sounds like BS. <laughs> this guy was born with something and he's different. And yeah. then yeah. you know what? Then that's the story you tell yourself and that's what it'll be. Right. But, but if, it only starts with, with you taking action. That's it. Um, you can blame others all you want. You can say how easily they got it. You know, at the end of the day, though, um, those other people that may have those, you know, um, differentials where, you know, maybe they are set up more than others, um, but they still got to take action. Yeah. And um, it all starts with, with you taking action. Yeah. You see know. wealthy kids all the time strung out on dope and yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, 100%. Just because you were born with that silver spoon doesn't mean you're going to continue to have it. Yeah. But that's exactly – we're just going to continue to try to build people, you know, make things a little bit easier, give you some of the little hacks that we've learned. Yeah. And uh, you know, hopefully just continue to impact people. Yeah. But to your point, though, it is everything – one of the harshest realities in life is that everything is our fault. 
right? Like yeah. you know, Tony Robbins talks about this. It's not what's in front of you. It's what's inside you. Yeah. Right. So the, the example is always traffic. We've all been there where you jump in and the guy in front of you, you're like, what is he doing? Why? <laughs> like you're in the left lane, speed up. Yeah. But you're not really annoyed with that person. I'm annoyed because I left five minutes late and now I'm 100%. running late because that's on me. Yeah. Right. And we do that a lot. Like we'll, we'll jump into the parenting stuff. Like we do that as parents, right? We're stressed from work. Yeah. We just got a bad call. Your kid runs in the room. And you're like, not right now. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the big thing is like, I feel like in life, we just have to learn to like take that second, right? Like yeah. take the breath. Yeah. Don't act out of emotion. That's well. Don't that's react, something. right? Yeah, like, right, yeah. right. Reacting. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's like we just we have to, especially with the kids. Like we both have younger ones outside of uh, thirteen year old. So much is still young, but the you know before seven. Yeah. Right. Like when so everything. Yeah, they're just you know they're quote unquote programmed by the time they're seven. Like yeah. a lot of the rules and values of their life, they're going to roll with. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, so, uh, awesome, awesome job, Justin, with, with that summary of the, the show. Um, I think you nailed it on the head. So I, I mean, the only thing I, I want to add is, you know, like, like you said, we're going to bring in younger guests on the millennial side. Um, and then also, like you said, we'll bring in, you know, older guests too. Um, just cause we don't want to, uh, have any ageism on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't mean old for this earth. We just mean like old for outside millennials. Of, yeah, outside of millennials. <laughs> but, you know, just people that have we've learned from. Of course. Um, and that we think can provide you, you know, the listener um, value uh, and, and with some, you know, some uh, different eggs that that, that that person may drop. So, um, so yeah, the plan is uh, to do exactly what you said and to um, have an episode come out each month. Um, so, you know, um, like I said, I'm super excited to, to get this thing rolling. Um, please bear with us as this is our first episode and it'll be, you know, like anything, uh, it might have a little bit of a rougher start in the beginning. Um, but you know, like anything that, that me and you do just, uh, we'll learn from and it'll get better. I guarantee it every single time. Oh yeah. I can't so. wait to like, listen back to the first one. <laughs> so fun stat, by the way, cause I sent yeah, you this that, text. That was cool. Yeah. So 90% of podcasts stop after the third episode and then 90% of those stop after the 21st episode. Yep. So last week I sent Ty that message and I said, cheers to 22 plus. Yes, sir. Which it's once a month, I mean, that'll be, you know, over two years of us doing these. And right. at that point at 22, listening back to this, because to your point, like I've done a bunch of other things kind of like this. And the first ones are always terrible, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Like yeah. today was just free flowing. We yeah. But like the other ones we're going to have titles too it'll have yeah, a specific yeah, message yeah. Yep. so yep. we're gonna come in firing friends but if you enjoyed the back and forth the flow i mean you know what you see is what you get with us so yeah like we said it's just going to be a lot of gems that we've learned through life and we just want to help you raise the bar in yours awesome 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 all right guys well uh we're going to conclude here episode one so like i said our name is the millennial outliers and if you can, please, please subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, wherever you uh, listen to podcasts, we will be on Spotify, Apple, you know, podcasts, um, Amazon, you know, all of, all of the different platforms we will be on. Um, so please like our podcast. Um, reach out to us if uh, you have any ideas or you want something that we, you know, you want us to talk about. We, we'd be happy to do so. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. Um, just look up our names, right? Justin Deal and, and Tyler Ardrin. Um, Instagram, you you'll can grab our handles in the show notes. 
Um, but thanks, Justin, for thanks the first for episode. Um, and thank you to everybody who's still with us and listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Absolutely. Appreciate you uh, taking the action, brother. Awesome. As I always say, friends, best day ever. Best day ever, guys.